Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we are on episode 16. 16. Wait, before we get started, 16, do you know what football player had the number 16? Uh, no. Come on. Remember, this is the guy that, like, I wanted to work at the school that his kids were going to so I could have a parent-teacher conference with them. He gave me a hard time. He, t- he called me a stalker. Yeah, that was a little weird. I don't remember who it was, though. I'm not, a, I'm not like a sports fan. You guys know, come on, Joe Montana. Okay, Joe I, Montana. I, was, I was like a, a semi-Niners fan, so. That's why this is a special episode, wow. number 16. All right, so Joe Montana, if you're out there, this one's for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let us know how, your, they, uh, how your reselling is going. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they're going really well. <laughs> All right, hey, so today is a very important day. You know why? I believe today is Q4 officially, right? Q4. Oh, we've means, been talking about it, and it's here. That means we're we're all rich already. Yeah, it's the it's first day. Like immediately, like 100 sales today. Oh, we just scaled up. It's done. Yeah. Like our podcast, we don't even need it anymore. Yeah, I could retire. <laughs> well, it, it's not. It is not. It's kind of one of those things where you wake up and like, yes, it's Q4, but it's the same. Yep. You got it. Q4 is is kind of arbitrary in the sense of a date, if you think about it. What? Explain that to me. Okay, I mean like... Oh, not a date like you're going out on a date. No, no, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. No, like the, the actual... somewhere or something. No, the actual date is kind of, you know, like when people say like, oh, today's the first day of winter, today's the first day of summer, and it's like, well, it's been hot for like three weeks, so who cares what the official first day was? Like if you go based off of kind of the signs of what it is, and I feel like... Probably the same with Q4. So technically, on a on a calendar, it's Q4, uh, but Q4 is that time when you know the Christmas season starts to go. So it's going to pick up as time goes. Maybe not necessarily today. So if you didn't if you didn't get a hundred chichings today, it's okay. It is okay. And and by the way, you're probably not going to get a ton of chichings or a ton of Amazon sales probably till after Black Friday. Mm. That's one of the things that I kind of had to take notice of. Now it doesn't mean sales don't pick up. They do pick up. I think a lot of you have already noticed. Have you noticed some little bit of pickup? Um, you're not getting the the summer heat that you're getting instead of the summer slowdown. Yeah, that that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, like proportionally, like I'm getting consistent sales just about every day. I'm getting a, a sale or so. Um, but wait, before we continue, so if you haven't heard our first few episodes, okay, Mike was starting off on eBay, and did you experience summer slowdown? No, no, not at all. I was I. I that's why I call this summer heat. Yeah, it was like I, I, I couldn't keep items in my store. Like I was, I only had like twenty or thirty items in my store, and they were selling like two or three a day. It was ridiculous. It's incredible. Yeah, it was. It was pretty stupid. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I almost, I have this theory that it was something that eBay was doing to try and you know hook, you know, the new guy oh, type of a thing. Conspiracy again. Yeah, yeah. But okay. it worked. You know. Now All right. So I've, tell me about now. It, you know, it's good. I, 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 it's been consistent. You know, and between Poshmark, yeah, too, between right? Poshmark and uh, and eBay, it's been it's been consistent. But it's it's not a sale every day on eBay necessarily. But um, between eBay and Poshmark, it's pretty much a sale every day. Uh, and then on the weekends, you know, might might cap at like five to seven sales in a day. So it's been it's been pretty good. That's good. Okay, and in quarter four, again, I don't think it's going to really take off until November. You know, but I do want to make sure people are aware, like, if there's hot toys, some of those hot toys sell in October. Mm. Because I remember last year holding on, holding on, holding on, holding on, and then I never got the price I wanted. Mm. And we'll talk about that. We have an episode coming up about mistakes to avoid in Q4. So, you know, I would, do you keep an eye out for podcasts? Or do you keep an ear out? 
Well, I, I guess you could do both. You know, you could look. I tried because they have YouTube. Okay, yeah. all right. Anyways, so keep an eye out for that. So I'm excited about Q4. I woke up and I was I was pretty pumped. I mean, <laughs> you're such a nerd. What? What do you mean? I I can imagine like it's first day of Christmas. You wake up and you like song and dance like Q4. Like, See, and that's the sad musical. thing is Q4 has overshadowed Christmas for me. Is that sad? A little bit. I, I think it's because I look forward to. I do love, trust me, I love Christmas. Like right now, Halloween, is this going to be bad? We're going to lose people when I say this. Like I wish we just fast forwarded to Thanksgiving. <laughs> like because to me, Christmas begins as soon as Halloween's over. Mm. Right? It's not, you know, December 25, or 20, 25, 25th. What's, okay. And it's not, you know, after Thanksgiving, you know how people put, the, put up the Christmas mm. tree? Not in my house. Halloween's done. We're putting up the tree. That's pretty intense. That's how we roll. Because yeah. I love Christmas. Yeah, we definitely in my house have uh, decorations for every season. So Thanksgiving needs its time, and then Christmas gets its time. So we have our we have our you know fall pumpkins and leaves and stuff nice. in the house, and that comes down after Thanksgiving, and then on Black Friday, Christmas tree goes up. Yeah, no, I'm too busy Black Friday. Actually, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving till the end of Black Friday. Hmm. Because I'm already, by 3 or 4 in the afternoon, I'm already waiting in line to get into stores. I could see how that would work for, for certain people, but other people, you know, you, you, you got those family. I hear some people that they're going to, like, eight houses on a Thanksgiving or a Christmas, you know, so. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, the crazy thing, too, with Black Friday is it's not Black Friday anymore. Uh, I, I worked at Target several years ago. We've talked about it a little bit. Yeah. And it was, like, Thursday at, like, Seven or six. Well, that's when, what I mean. When they that's open. why. Yeah, they, that's they why start the earlier and earlier and earlier. Yeah. It's okay. We'll talk about that. I'm sure down the road. All right. So Q4, Q4. Make sure you're out there sourcing. Make sure you are understanding what you need to source for what platform, and just be patient. Right. Don't expect that. Hey, I sent all this stuff to Amazon, and why isn't it selling? It will sell as long as it's properly ranked and it's it's the item that has good reviews and and so on. So okay. So, who who should do the update here? Well, what about you? So you told me a couple of weeks ago that you were planning on getting all those train tracks uh, listed and those trains listed. And how's that going for you? Well, okay. So you've seen this on Instagram. If you follow us on Instagram, I did get uh, let's say three quarters of the tracks listed. It just was so overwhelming. Mm. It literally is a hundred pounds, and then it's just it's dingy. It's gross and. Then it's like you got to stack them up nicely. Are you washing the pieces? No. Are you like filling no. up your bathtub with water? I don't even clean and shoes or no. Like why would I waste my time with that? And then I, I was like, oh, I have to do research into what kind of specific tracks. Mm. And and then it just felt very overwhelming. And then at the same time, I also hired a helper. Mm. And so that distracted me a lot. Now shouldn't the helper? Not distract you, but actually make uh, okay. posting those tracks easier? No, 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 no. Okay, but the tracks are something I wanted to take care of. Gotcha. Like, I, I, I that felt kind of baby. bad saying, here's two totes full of tracks, organize these in. Wait, maybe. Maybe it's I should. A good idea, right? <laughs> okay, anyways, all right. But <laughs> Sorry, helper, I just gave you some more work. I don't, I don't think she listens to our podcast, so I think we're okay. Okay, cool. All right. Well, <laughs> the helper's been phenomenal, and this is why. So... I I brought her on, and the main goal was for her to take pictures of, let's say, shoes and hats and and kind of items that you know I could. I bought a light box, and you could do it in the light box. Mm. 
and that was my expectation. Also, the other expectation was for her to organize the rest of my inventory. So her brother had actually done all my inventory as far as shoes go. So those were all organized. And then I had all these hats that needed to be organized. And then as a result of doing all this inventory, I think I have like 50 or 60 items that aren't listed that I thought were listed. Ooh. So I have just money that's just been sitting there that I would have never known. It would have been sitting in a toto. Who knows when? Yep. You're like, man, this thing is never selling. Yeah, it's crazy. Because I'm looking at this. And I had some good stuff, some Doc Martin, some Shape Ups, you mm-hmm. know, all those bolos we've been talking about. And so I've been busy. You know, it's kind of like when I when I worked in, in not, it was in the corporate world, in education, like my assistant, you know, she, she would always get annoyed with me because she would always go like, Orlando, you never have work for me. Because in order to provide work for somebody, you have to do some work too. That's true. Yep. Right? And oh, so. I mean, I get that. I'm a. I'm a teacher, and and if you don't know, calling out sick as a teacher is way worse oh, it's, than it's just terrible. going in. It's terrible. Like, All you just teachers out there, a lot of respect, because I, I get that. I remember those days. So what ended up happening was I had to get all these items ready. So she's done all the inventory, and, and she's incredible. This is why. She not only takes pictures of the items and starts the listing. By the way, I'm using Inkfrog. It's a third-party application, so... Hmm. I think you, you talked about that last time, right? Yeah, a lot of you experienced sellers know about that. But if you're new and you haven't heard about it and you're looking to bring on a helper, Inkfrog is pretty affordable. It's I think the plan I'm on is about 30 a month. But anyways, make a long story short, she's researching these items for me. So I'll give you an example. I had a bunch of minor league baseball hats that were new with tags. I don't recognize these minor league mm. teams. And so when I kind of pick up all the hats, you know, I pick them up and then I went on Inkfrog because what she does is she takes pictures, uploads them, begins the listing by putting the title, mm. updates the description a little bit by doing the self-similar. And I go on there and I go, wait a second. Why does she have this all like spelled out, like the team and the city mm. and so on? And then I do Google searches and she's right on all of them. Wow. So this is definitely working out really well. Nice. So, I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, I can do probably 10 to 15 listings if I'm dedicated in like 30 minutes. Right. Because holy all, cow. All, all I'm doing is, you know, she's already done a lot of right. work. She uploads all the pictures for me. She starts the listing. All I have to make sure is that the keywords are good. Pictures are good. And there was one time where she accidentally like didn't take a certain picture for like hats. Like I like taking pictures of all angles and mm-hmm. she missed the underside of the bill. And I said, hey, I'm sorry to bother you, but. I really need these pictures. And she's like, no problem. And she got them all done. So it's, that's what I mean. It's been distracting because I'm seeing all the potential and I'm just trying to think of what more I can do. Like the Mm. next level will be clothing, not only taking pictures, but doing the measurements. Nice. So I want to get to a place where I'm just sourcing. That would be, that would be my, my dream job is just the sourcing. Uh, And luckily, I mean, we've talked about it before. That's kind of the, uh, the pattern my wife and I are, are working on right now is, she does not mind the the listing and research and taking the pictures. Mm-hmm. I hate that part. Yeah. I, I don't, I mean, I, I'll do it, uh, but to me, sourcing is is the most exciting part. So we've got a good, like, teamwork thing going. Um, so, yeah, I think if you can, if you can find that, if you can find somebody to uh, help you or share the burden with you and take on, you know, part of the responsibility that you might not enjoy as much, and then that would be ideal. Uh, it would be. And especially now that Q4 is starting, I have Amazon full steam ahead and eBay. It's going to be a good Q4. All right, tell me about your awesome, incredible garage of garages for reselling. Well, you're supposed to do a bunch of work and 
Uh, let me read out what you said. All I right. wrote it down. Please do. You said you're going to set up a photo booth. Uh-huh. You're going to organize your garage and build, like, new shelving. Uh-huh. And then you're going to develop testing stations for your electronics. Yep. So how'd that all go? So I'm really bad at planning, uh, like, spatial planning. And my garage, for those of you who don't know, we're, we're out of San Diego. And um, property in San Diego is so expensive. Like, getting any kind of, you know, square footage is tough. So our garage is a one-car garage. Um, and... In my mind, I'm thinking I've got a lot more space than I have. Um, so we've got our garage set up pretty much to the limit of what we can do now. We've got multiple shelving units. We've got uh, our tote set up. I do have a testing station. Um, it's it's not ideal because it's kind of in the corner, and I still have to like move stuff to to like get to it. Uh, but I found at a garage sale it was really awesome because I was I was looking for on Craigslist a like a small TV that I could use for hooking up VCRs and and okay. uh, old video game consoles and things like that because I was tired of bringing it inside, hooking it up to my big TV, um, trying to make sure I have the right cables and cords. I know and that's connectors. what I do right now. It's so frustrating. It's, it's a nightmare. And I found like a like a small like eight inch TV on Craigslist. Somebody wanted fifteen dollars for it, and I was like, oh, you know that'll work. But I ended up it not it didn't work out with their schedules to meet up. And that weekend I was at a garage sale and I found a about that size. I don't know what the exact size is. This is a smaller TV with um, a DVD player on it, uh, but it's got the, the all the connections right in the front. Uh, and the guy asked, Does it have two the old bucks? Does coax? Uh, I think you know so. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're too yeah. young to know what those are? Like, the, the, like for an antenna, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, it's got everything. I just forget that we're a decade apart. Yeah, okay. an old man. <laughs> just kidding. Okay, so it worked You're out. Two bucks, you said? Yeah, two dollars. So nice. I've, got, I've got a TV there. I bought a, like a, a surround sound receiver because um, I, I, I'm really familiar with vintage audio stuff. I used to be in it back when I was in high school. Um, but I started to buy a few surround sound units that I couldn't really test. And I found at a thrift store for, it was like $8 a surround sound receiver that now I've been able to test different um, speakers with. That's so I've got that whole setup. And, and we have a table out there with a computer like permanently set up with our Rolo printer. And it's it's been good. You just had to drop the Rolo printer, didn't you? It's, it's working, man. You if you don't have one yet. printer. You had to say well, Rolo printer. But that's the thing, too. So that same garage sale that I picked up that TV, because we, we got the Rolo printer for, for you know, our labels. See, he can't just say printer. He keeps saying Rolo. I got a label printer. Because okay. there's a difference between a printer. I, I when I say printer. Like, I feel like you're trying to up my old school Epson that I still use. You're losing money. I'm it's telling the, you. The ink is cheap. Ink is not cheap. I'm interested in what people have to say. I'm going to put this in an Insta story. Uh, well, I'm probably going to lose. I know I'm going to lose. You, I'm but, telling you, Rolo is so fast, and it's you don't pay for ink at all because it's thermal paper, and the paper is super cheap. Like Each label is like less than a penny or something like that when you buy them in bulk, and it's just heat, so they print out in like less than a second, and there's no ink at all. Okay. And you can right. batch print, so you can boop, 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 and it's just printing out your labels. You just stick it on the box. Okay, maybe we need, don't need to put that. You won. All right. Yep. Okay, Rolo tell me printer. what you're gonna say though. Something about so, the printer. Yeah, the same the same garage that I got that little TV at, there was a printer with some ink on it. And I was interested in buying the inks. If you remember a couple weeks ago, my my hustle or my bolo was, you know, unused ink. So I wanted to buy this ink. And so I was just curious because it was like on top of the printer. And, and I'm thinking, like, I don't want like an old used printer. So I asked how much the ink was and the printer, and the guy's like, I don't know, how about five dollars? And there was quite a bit of ink there, so I was thinking, yeah. like, okay, I said $5 just for the ink. He's like, no, for the whole thing. 
And I'm looking at the printer a little bit and I'm like, oh, this looks okay. It doesn't look like it's been used. It's like, all right, I'll just take it. And if I don't want it, I'll throw it away. I get it home. It's a brand new, never used Wi-Fi printer with like the the little oh film, goodness. the film that you like is on top of the screens that like oh, you yeah, can peel yeah. off. All of those are still on. The stickers are on. It had never been turned on. It was amazing. So what you do with it? We've got it set up in the garage. So now we've got a, a wireless printer. printer. Yep. Nice. So now so now we have a printer. Five dollars. What's the brand on it? I can't even remember what it was, but Probably it, like an Epson like mine. Maybe, but it, it's. <laughs> I'm going to be saving ink because I, I don't have to print shipping labels out of it. That is true. That is true. Okay. You won. You won. All right. So photo booth, how's that, how's that go along? There's no room. So we're still doing the, um, and we've taken some pictures and shown this a few times before um, on our Instagram. If you don't follow us on Instagram, please do so. Uh, you know, Orlando's putting stuff out almost, I mean, every day, but like every hour there's new things coming out. Uh, I'm on there as much as I can. And um, yeah, so one of the things I love we seeing do, Mike on there. Yeah, it's, he, he always has the random like post like out of nowhere. Like, it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, but so just a couple of white uh, boards, right? From you know like poster boards, and we set those up, and and that, that's been working. So we have like two tables in the garage. One is like our desk, and the other one we use for packing when we're ready to pack and ship out. And then when we're not packing, we we use it as a photo booth. So okay. I will say though, I bought you know the light box for uh-huh. my helper, and then I bought one for myself because. You know, I had been like you for a long time. I had been doing that. And my picture is pretty quality. Now, I did use an old school app called Picasa, and mm-hmm. it would, like, brighten up the pictures. Right. And it didn't alter the colors too much, and so it was fine. But, man, with this light box, it made a world of difference. What's the price on the light box? It's about 135 It's put up by Amazon Basics. We have no affiliate marketing, by the way. We're not going to gain any money from this. We're just trying to share with you what we think is a good idea, or at least I'm trying to. And, and literally... It's it's phenomenal. I, I, I seriously don't edit any of the photos. Hmm. I put my phone in square mode and I just take the pictures. <coughs> and if, you know, I'll, I'll show you later, but if you look at the difference, it's actually taking better pictures than what I was doing before. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, light boxes are... are... Which I didn't, th- I didn't think it'd be that great, but my helper, her pictures are coming out the same quality as my pictures. Mm. So it's been, it's been a good investment. So I don't know, maybe something to check out. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of sad. I... I have some extra money coming in, you know, from here and there, odds and things you're doing besides just reselling. You got to hustle, right? Um, and I've been thinking of like all of the things. No, no, not okay, it. So all the things I've been wanting to, you know, buy, like I've got, you know, the typical Christmas list of, you know, board games and stuff like that. And, uh. but, but I'm getting to a place where the new things I want for Christmas are like a scanner for books that I can use at, at a, you are, at you a garage are the ultimate next or, level guy or, or Goodwill or, Maybe a light box, right? So, like, my Christmas items now, the things I want are things to make reselling easier. Nice. Yeah. Hey, it's kind of sad. nothing but... wrong <laughs> in getting gifts to provide profit. That's right. You get pure hustle. That's right. Pure hustle. Okay. Hustle it. All right. Hey, let's get into our random stories. Do you have any random stories you want to share? Uh, I'll let you go first. I'll have to think about that. He has one. He does this all the time. So, I don't have a random story. And a lot of you saw this on Instagram. But this Target app thing is just, it's not a random story. And I'm not, maybe he's going to say, let me know if I'm whining. Okay, maybe I'm already whining. Am I already whining? Not yet, but I'm sure you'll get there. So there's two two parts to this. The one part is I want you all to be aware that there's this thing called the Target app. And sometimes the Target app, when you scan items, they end up cheaper on the app than they end up, you know, in the store. And generally, Target 
you know, what I, I remember last Q4, I did this all the time. I wouldn't just use the app. I'd go to their direct website and I'd find things for cheaper and I'd go to the register and I'd show them and they would price match their own website. Makes sense, right? Mm. What's happening now is some targets are saying we don't price match our own website, which like boggles my mind. And I've had this happen. I want to say probably, I don't know, three out of 10 stores. So seven out of 10 times, no problem. Mm. Like I'll go to the register. They're like, hey, it's all good. And, and they match it. Sometimes I feel like I can make up numbers because they don't even look. They're like, how much do they come up for? But I, I'm always legit with them. Right. And, you know, I've had these definitely interesting conversations with Target where they tell me, well, not all stores are the same. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I say, okay, so they're not all the same. So what policy do you go by? And they go, we go by Target policy. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> wait. Some circular logic going yeah, on. Yeah, I'm not understanding. And then I said, okay, so there's Target policy, but then there's your store policy. So how do I get this price? Well, you, our manager has to decide. Like, wait, so it's based on the manager. No, it's based on our policy. And it just would go round and round and round. And Gotta so, love circular logic. Yeah, so it's been wild. I, I kind of stopped going to Target because I pretty much picked up everything I wanted to pick up. Mm. The, the hard part about it is I, I don't know how Target's going to react to resellers in Q4 because it's obvious when you're a reseller. Right. You know, when everything in your cart's a clearance item, I mean, I could pick up some Frosted Flakes and some milk or something, but it's going to be pretty obvious. So it's not really a random story. To me, it was random because I've never experienced Target being that way. Yeah. Like, they were very adverse. The ones that were not willing to change the price, like, they had all kinds of excuses and I'm sure, you know, we could have put it on social media and brought right. up Target. But. Well, and I'm, I'm got, I, I kind of feel like, I mean, I'm not saying that that's what we should do, but if if realistically as a customer, like if they if they set a clear limit on something like you can only buy five per person, right? Like honor their policy. That's their policy for everyone. Do what you can. And when you're at that one Target. Uh, but yeah, if, if they are, if they seem to be doing something that that's not right, if they're not allowing you to buy uh, something based off the price that they have, or if yeah, your cart's full of clearance stuff, and they decide to say like, "Hey, we're not gonna sell you this stuff because clearly you're a reseller," then yeah, why not record it and say and send it out and let let Target Corporation come out and and defend it and say either yes or no, like, and and maybe that will allow maybe it's like at, at the store level where it's individual managers that think they're doing something but special. It's like a but, two-edged sword, don't you think? Because we could do that, right? And then Target goes you know what, you guys are right, we'll honor that, right? From now on, whatever matches. Or they could go, you know, from now on, we're not going to match anything, right? Because at least right now we're like in limbo where it's like negotiable. But if they come out with that publicly, then that's something that they're saying as a corporation to not just resellers but to every customer, that the prices that we show are not the prices we're going to honor, right? Like there's no way. <laughs> Think how terrible that sounds. Exactly, right? right? They're, they're, they're not going to do that like, they're going to be, I feel like, put in a position where they have to say, if we're advertising on our website or on our application that this is the price of an item, then this is the price that we are going to sell our items at. Okay. I see what you're saying. Because it's not, Target is not a, um, it's not a franchise, right? Like, it's not like individual no. owners yeah, of different, like, it is a corporation and there should be a, a corporate level thing. And if they are putting a price out, now it's one thing if they say, like, online only price, okay? But if it is... If that's the price they're advertising at the store or the price that, you know, that's different. It's just wild because, it, you know, I don't know if you saw the Insta story, but 
one of the managers actually told me that the app is glitched. And I walked away going, wait, you're a billion-dollar company, so you're telling me that I can't depend on the app that you guys created. It just was wild. Yeah, that's crazy. We had a similar situation at Walmart, and I'll keep this really brief, but we were at, at Walmart, and we saw a, um, a baby monitor on clearance, and, and we have a, a young baby at home. So we wanted to get one for uh, the person who like babysits him while we're at work. And we're like, oh, this is like a really good clearance price on this. So we grab it, and we go up to the register, and we did self-checkout. And we go to check it out, and it wasn't ringing up. So we call the worker over, and she calls the manager over. And he scans it, and he says, well, this is not in our system, so I can't sell it to you. Oh, I've had that happen. And I'm like, well, okay, well, we're in a hurry, so we ended up leaving. I came back two days later for something else, and I see it on the end cap again in the clearance section. And so I grab it, and I go up to the register, and same thing, scan it. Sorry, it's not in our system. We can't sell it to you. And I said, no, this is the second. They put it back on the shelf. So it was the second time, same item, put it back on the shelf. We called manager over. The manager said no, and it wasn't like the store manager. And we said, like, well, we want to talk to somebody else. And so they called, like, the person higher up, and he came over, and he said, well, this is the price that's on it. And they're like, yeah. Well, then just give it to him at that price. And then both the people who were standing at the registers just, like, they looked you stupid for a second. They're like, uh, okay. Let me chime <laughs> in. So here's what I find about Walmart. So Walmart and Target dynamics are very different. I find that, you know, people always joke around about that, you know, they go to Walmart to feel better. They were right, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. like, like, which is kind of, it, it's a little rude, I guess, to say that. But, you know, there's some truth to that. But I find that at Walmart, if you're able to get to the store manager, for the most part, the store manager is willing to work with you. Hmm. Like, for whatever reason, they're, they kind of want to, like, one-up and just be the manager and go, give it to them for whatever price they want. Because I've had multiple experiences where, Things weren't working out. I get to the manager. The manager goes, I'll take care of you. Don't hmm. worry about it, right? But there's always, like, this justice feeling, I guess, amongst some of the other management teams at times that they, they have to do things exactly Interesting. the same way. Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly. Like, I can't speak on that, but I remember when I worked at Target when I was going through Target training, and, and this was several years ago, so things may have changed. But I remember they told us at the register if there's a customer dispute on the price of an item and it's like not something you can say 100% one way or the other uh, and it's within $10, just make the decision right there. They gave us the ability within $10 huh. to, so if it's for $20, but you're saying it's only, like it was on, it said 12 on the thing, they could just honor it and give it to you at 12. But I'm wondering, I mean, that was what, maybe 10 years ago? No, it was like six or seven. Okay, so reselling was was kind of taken off at that time. So I don't know. I just wonder if, you know, you imagine like you're at Target and you're reselling and, and we knew each other at that time. Mm. And I know that there's a certain item and I come to you and I buy like a hundred items. Oh yeah. That would be, that would be illegal for sure. Like, well, I don't know if it's illegal. You're not committing a crime. Well, if I'm, if I'm giving it to you at a price, price that's not. You're working the system. I don't know. No, I love that look you just gave me. Like, where's the lobby? No, you are. You're you're working within the bounds of the system. Okay, so but ethically, like, if you know that the item is not really worth not on sale for twelve. No, no, but let's say you don't know. You're in that weird limbo, right? And you have the ability. Well, why are we talking about this? We're yeah. theorizing. Let's move on. Moving on. Okay, moving on. All right. Hey, let's. Oh, your random story. Yeah, oh yeah, random my random story. story. This one uh, is kind of interesting. So I bought a a backpack, uh, like a photography hiking backpack at okay. a garage sale. And it was pretty interesting because I bought this backpack and um, the guy wouldn't budge on the price. I think he wanted 20 for it. 
And like, I started at like five and he's like, obviously no, I got up to 10. And then I went up, I went up as much as like 18. I was like, how about $18 for this? Like I was trying everything I can to get it below 20 and he wouldn't budge. He's all for 18. He's all, no, I would just keep it for that. And finally I'm like, fine, I'll give you the 20 bucks for it. So I gave him the $20. Ooh, uh, you broke. Yeah. Well, it was worth it though. Cause I knew like this, these backpacks were selling for like over 80 on, okay, no, on that's eBay. Good, that's good. So I buy this backpack and it sold this weekend. And the guy who was buying it asks, he says like, hey, can you take some more pictures on the inside? I want to see what the dividers look like. And we had opened it up and took pictures, but this thing has so many compartments, right? Like it's got so many dividers and stuff. Okay. So we we go to open it up and we're trying to take more pictures. And this backpack is really heavy. And we pull out, we found that inside of one of the compartments was a, like a, a, a camping lantern that was like really cool, like really unique looking. Huh. Um, and we haven't looked it up to see like if it's worth anything, but we're definitely going to keep it for the next time we go camping. So it works. Yeah, it works. We turned it on. It's like a nice. really cool. So uh, the other guy almost got a deal and you took away that deal. Yeah, I, I almost shipped it, which would have cost me more because that backpack was heavy. And part of that weight was uh, this lantern that was. Wow. How did you not know the lantern? I, I'm, there were so many pockets. Like, you know, you only get what, 12 imagine. pictures. I probably like, chucked that bag a few times. It, it, but it's a photography backpack, so it's all padded on the inside. Ah, uh, okay. So it's interesting. It's kind of random, but uh, so check your stuff. After we found that, we like literally opened up every zipper and we're like feeling like, what if there's something else in here or looking for money or anything? You know? No, I know. And I, and I posted something on Insta like a couple of weeks ago about, you know, finding random stuff. Yep. And it reminds me one time, I'll tell this quick story. I was at this community garage sale, and this was when I was still engaged for CDs. Actually, I was engaged for CDs. Hmm. And there was literally like 200 CDs in a box. And I asked the owner, like, what do you want to do with these? And she goes, if you take them all, you can have them for free. And I was like, sweet. I did. Oh, this is going to be a longer story. Can I give a longer story? This is a really good story. Do it. All right. You guys like the long podcast. Whatever. That's right. Okay. This is a story that keeps going and going. So I pick up these CDs. And then I go home. And I start going through all of them. And, you know, I start, I, I think maybe only like 15 of them were good. Right. But remember, I got them for free. Right. And those 15, I think they were going for 10 to $20 each. So mm -hmm. nice profit already. And then I found $20 in one of the cases. Like, nice. Sweet score. Right. But it doesn't end there. So then there's this, uh, there used to be this resale store in, in downtown San Diego in the North Park area. And I think it was called uh, something vintage. I can't remember. Vintage Marketplace or Vintage Market or something like that. And it, it's no longer there. It was an awesome store. Like, they had some good stuff. It was a little, it was priced a little higher because they knew what they had. Mm. But it was a really great store. It was kind of like hipsterish and everything. And you could trade in CDs. And then with those CDs, they give you credit for nice. their store. So I brought in all the junk CDs that didn't have value and I think I got like $60 credit, but it doesn't end there. So remember, I went from free CDs uh -huh. to $20 to $60 credit. Uh -huh. And then I bought five Hawaiian shirts. Rain, at that resale place? At that resale place. Okay. Rain Spooner shirts. Then I sold each of those Rain Spooner shirts, I want to say for at least $50 to $60 each. Okay, so think about it. I went from free to $20 to $60 to $350 profit. That's incredible. That is, uh, that reminds me of that story. I'm sure you guys have all have all heard it at some point of the the guy who, what did he start with, a spoon or a pen or something? Oh, paperclip. 
He started with a paper oh, clip right. and he traded it in all the way up to a house, right? And that's kind of what reselling is if you think about it. If you're wise with your sourcing, you buy something for, for cheap or free in your case, and then you turn it into more money, and then you take that money, that that capital, and you reinvest it, and you make more money, more money. And- well, here's what's crazy. I don't know where those $360 went, right? Because then that gave me capital buy more stuff. Yep. Who knows? Yeah, you, tens of thousands of dollars now, right? From a Maybe. free box of CDs. Maybe. So, yeah. guys, find that junk and sell it. I do. You know what? I've had people tell me, like, I, I've come to garage sales I have like eight boxes of books and I'm looking at some of them and I've had people going, I just want these gone, take them all. Mm. And I will. And what I'll do is I'll scan them. Like when I'm done doing garage sales, I'll pull off the side of the road. I'll scan them. And all the ones I don't want, I'll just donate right, right yep. quick. Take it right back to, to Salvation Army or a Goodwill or something. And They're good to go. So just be on the lookout for that. That's awesome. All right. Current topics. Where, where do you want to start? Can we start with, let's talk about eBay a little bit. Let's do it. Okay. First, I want to say it's Q4, and what has eBay not done? What is the thing we were so hoping would happen? Well, there was a few things. One was that they would, what, the immediate... Immediate payment. Yeah, immediate payment. That one's a big one. Also, paying the taxes, right? Is that a thing? No, they took care of that. Remember, we talked about that. So that's done 100%. We're good to go. As far as I know, they just said, hey, we'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. Sweet. And then the other one, we're, we're supposed to be able to send the offers to people. Okay, right. I remember that. What? Yeah, I can't do that. Can you do that? No. Oh, that's a bummer. Come on, eBay. And then I really haven't seen anybody on Instagram. Like, they're supposed to test out with some people. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything. It's like crickets. Yeah, eBay, if you're listening to this, Pure Hustle Podcast would be a good <laughs> uh, a good way to start We love you, things. eBay. Yeah, Just please. We're, we're like, so positive about you guys. Let us, let us test run stuff. You know, we'll... Throw it out there to the listeners and I'm just I'm just you know what I get now is I get these emails that go, five people have items in their carts. Mm. Do you get those at all? No. No, it's this email. It says there are five people with your items with your items in their carts. But it doesn't give you like their name to like message them or anything? No. It just tells you that. And so it'll show you the five items in the email. I'm sure many of you have seen this. And they'll say if you reduce your your you know price by five percent. Mm. Like you may get a sale. So I've done that. Like I think I've done it like three or four times. Zero. Mm. It's kind of like Mercari right now. Zero. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Mercari, I'll just quickly say I've uploaded some stuff. No sales yet. But to be fair, I intentionally uploaded things that weren't selling on eBay that have been on my eBay store the longest just to see. Like, to resell junk on Mercari? Well, I wanted to see, like, is it is it possible that, like, okay. platform differences, maybe to give Mercari a fair shot, I need to just go, like, straight across the board, my best items, best items, and see what platform it sells on. But, uh, yeah, I was, wanted to see the stuff that I'm already iffy about on eBay. Would they go on Mercari? And so far, see, nothing. May- maybe I'm wrong. I feel like Mercari, how can I say this? Mercari supports a mob mentality. Do you know what I would say, why I would say that? Explain. I wish you could see Mike's face when I say these crazy things. Like, I really, I feel so lost. So, when I remember about Mercari that really bothered me, and maybe, again, am I whining today? Well, I'm trying to stay positive. I love you, eBay. Amazon, I love you too. Okay, Mercari, you know, we can maybe be friends. So what Hit Ma- us up, Mercari. <laughs> so, what Mercari does is... You know, you'll list your item, and then so-and-so likes it. So, mm. you know, so-and-so likes it. So-and-so likes it. And then after you get a bunch of those, those of you that sell Mercari, you know this, it'll say, you know, if you reduce your price by so-and-so, you may be able to sell this item. 
I'm like, no. So kind of like the same problem you just complained about for eBay? What do you mean? That's the exact same thing you complained about with eBay wait, with the cart. Wait, wait, how? Explain it. Because you Maybe just, I'm missing something. Okay, so on eBay, <laughs> your complaint is that they say, hey, people have something in their cart. If you lower it by so-and-so amount. Yeah, but I'm telling up. you, I don't like that. Right. So so the same problem that you're experiencing on eBay yes. is on. So would they both uh, support a mob mentality? Well, because then it's like six people like your item, seven people. And if you drop it, blah, 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 right? So mm. if you cave to all these people that don't want to send you an offer, they just want to like your item, then maybe you'll get a sale. Mm. Right? Where eBay, it's like if somebody wants a sale, they send me a best offer. Gotcha. Right? I mean, you know, sometimes you'll get the messages like the one I got today was, how low will you go on this item? Mm. Right? And what's, you know, what's our rule of thumb? Do you know when we when we haggle with people? But silent. Silent. Like, yeah. we were like, well, I wasn't silent. I just said, how about you send me an offer and we'll go That's from there. That's a good one, too. Yeah, let them make the first. Yeah, and, and they sent me a terrible offer. Mm. Right? So it wasn't worth my So I feel that Macari consumes my time. And it's not showing the conversion I and, want. And here was the problem I was experiencing with Macari. <laughs> I was trying to take... We're just being real, by the way. Not we're trying not trying to be negative. Yeah, and, and again, like within the next couple of months, Mercari might be my favorite platform. Who yeah, knows, could be, right? Could be. Um, but one of the things I was having an issue with was, and, and it could just be the app on my phone. But I'm trying to move stuff from my eBay listing over, so I'm trying to copy pictures and then mm-hmm. the description. But the problem is, for whatever reason, the listing wouldn't like save as a draft, and so I'd get partway through an item, and then I'd go in, and then like what I was working on, because I'm going in between tabs. Uh, for whatever reason, it would refresh, and it's no longer there as a listing, and it's as if I'd have to start all over. Oh, and I've man. already spent like five minutes putting stuff in and going back and forth, and I'm like, nope, I'm I'm not listing this item now. Forget it. Well, that, that's my thing. I just, I, I don't know if the time I'm spending now, I do have a helper, so that kind of helped, right? Because, you know, when, my t- when I got a flat tire, I was at the discount tire shop, and I did a bunch of listings, mm. and it was easy. But at the same time, I'm thinking, hey, I could be doing eBay listings that, that could go for more money. So we'll see. I'm not giving up a more car. You know what? Let's give it to the next podcast. Yeah. And then we'll we'll give a verdict. Our next update podcast. Our next update. Yep. So, you know, about three weeks from now. Perfect. All right. We already talked about beginning of Q4. Yep. I don't think we need to go over that. What about Walmart and Target limited items? Have you experienced that at all? Yeah, I've seen those postings. And you know what? We talked about this before, but it, it seems I think like it's, it's a expanding. good thing. I think it's a good thing. Why is that? I think it's a good thing because as much as it limits you as a reseller, it also, it's creating the demand that we want. Like we need demand in order for products to sell for the prices we want them to sell for. That's true. That's a good point. And so realistically, when Targets or Walmarts put a five item limit on something, a two item limit on something, that doesn't mean that there's going to be so many in stock that every single person that wants to come in and buy that item for their kid is going to be able to go in there and just get it at, at will. Like they're still going to run out of stock, but it's going to make people who are trying to stock up on them have to work harder to get it. And as we know, and I firmly believe, um, most people just aren't willing to hustle that hard. Right? Like most people aren't willing to drive to multiple places to be willing Such to... A judgmental thing you just said. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that, right? <laughs> like I, I think the people who are spending time listening to our podcast, there's a good chance there are those people who are willing to hustle hard for it, right? No, I agree. I, I definitely, I see what you're saying. I mean, we said this in the very first podcast. You know, why do we share this information? Aren't we shooting ourselves in the foot? Aren't we killing our own kind of business? The reality is how many people are going to go out there and hustle hard? And if it was easy, if you could just walk in and buy 
literally every single, I don't know, Furby, just to give an example. If you buy, Furbies. If you, you should have gone fingerlings again. If you could buy every single fingerling or Furby or whatever the hot toy of the year is um, and literally fill your cart with 50 of them and then walk out of the store, like it's almost too easy for the people who who maybe got lucky at the time that it was there. But if it's a two item limit and you have to like work really hard to get it, there's more chance that you're actually going to find them as the person willing to go work for it. I thought about that because today when I was out and about, I was, you know, I went to store to store to store and some stores just didn't have the items nope. at all that I was looking for. And I thought, okay, there's two good things out of this. One, that whatever that company is, I was selling certain toys. They purposely only sent out so many. Right. Right. So which, it's going to create, create scarcity, which creates demand. Yeah. Little economics one-on-one. Yep. Right. And then the other stuff. side of it is, how many people are going to be willing to actually go out there and, yep. and find these items? And I, I kept saying that today in the Insta story because that's what it's about. Like, OA, online arbitrage, like, that's easy. You're sitting at home, you're ordering yeah. items, you go pick it up at the store. But here, here, let me explain. Let's explain a little bit about the two-item limit. What, what do you mean by the two-item limit? So, like, when you go to the store and you see a little sign that says, like, you know, five items per household or two items per household, they're, they're limiting the number that you can walk out of the store with, right? So, But it's not just that. So let's take it a step further so you guys all understand what we mean. Are you tracking with me? I hope I'm tracking with you. Okay, so last year, remember fingerlings, right? I'm trying to forget them, okay? <laughs> but fingerlings in some stores had like a two-item limit. Uh-huh. But if you found the right cashier, you could get over on that two-item limit. Right, because the cashiers were the gatekeepers. Mm. Now the registers are the gatekeepers. Do you get what I'm saying? So, I used to be able to go to self checkout last year, and as long as the you know person working there or they didn't see me, everything was all good. Like I could scan 50 items and be out the door. Now I'll go to item three and they'll say exceeds. I mean that quantity. that only makes sense that that they would add that into their software. I mean, well, they just did it now. Like, Walmart's always, like, a little bit behind of Target mm. as far as their software. But what I noticed was that this, this definitely is, is a game changer because you got to find ways to adapt to it. And I shared it with you earlier how I adapted to it. Right. Right? So there's ways. And those of you that follow on Instagram, you saw kind of that. And so, I don't know. I don't want to spend all the time, but there's ways to work around it. Like, it's not done. But the question is, will you be willing to go out there and do it? We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. Right. And so I, I hear what you're saying. It's just, it's so wild to me. It's also a good indicator and it might not be a perfect indicator, but um, if you see a limit on an item, that might be one sign that that's an item worth picking up, right? Like that's not mm-hmm. a, a guarantee that that's going to be an item that's going to make you money, but that's a... That's a that's a good indicator, I think, that like, hey, this might be. I heard before I even got into reselling, um, I know you were doing it at the time, uh, but I remember my wife was at work and she heard somebody talking an aisle over, like in a cubicle, about uh, a specific. What, what were those things? The Hatchimals. Oh, the Hatchimals. It was when Hatchimals first yeah. came out, and I remember I told you about them because because she was at a, I think it was a Target or a Walmart, and she saw that it said limit five per customer. And she wasn't even a reseller, but she's like, oh, I wonder if this means that they're like going to be worth a bunch of money. So she bought five. She had her husband come in and buy five. She had her son come in and buy five. And then the next day they went and did the same thing. And then they sold them on eBay. And they, that was the first thing they'd ever sold. They weren't even resellers. Oh, what a way to start. And they made a ton of money because 
her instinct was, why are they limiting this item? No, I agree. I agree. And there are, for instance, there's an item right now that I found out. I forget how I found Oh, I remember now. So I was talking to one of the managers and I go, why is there a limit? Because I had, I think I brought in like 24 and I try to go to self-checkout, but self-checkout, like I was already having issues with the quantity thing. So I thought, hey, I find, you know, somebody that's willing to work with me and and sure enough, it was the register that, mm. that doomed me. And then the manager goes, you know what? I don't know what's going on. Let me talk to my manager. So then they contacted their manager. And then they went to the store manager. Then the store manager contacted corporate. This is all Whoa. within like 10 to 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, like this is the worst. That's like, intense. Number one, I brought attention to an item I didn't want to bring attention mm. to. Number two, you look at this face. You don't forget this face, especially after 10 <laughs> minutes. Okay. <sighs> All right, you, you sometimes you're like, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't be in the dark parking lot with this guy. Okay, whatever it is, <laughs> right? And then number three, you know, I got to be super careful because I'm coming back to the store. So if I burn bridges, it's not a good thing. Right. Right. So whatever they tell me, I got to say, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, and kind of walk away, mm -hmm. right? Don't act a fool because you're going to ruin it for yourself and you're right. ruining it for other resellers. And so what ended up happening was they came to me and go, hey, you know, I really want to make this happen. It's funny. I just talked about managers. Wanted to uh -huh. work this, out. this manager didn't. And he goes, I really want to make this happen. But the company that sells these were very clear that they've only have a limited amount that mm. they've sent to stores. Now, I lost money that day, but that was priceless info. That's true. Because now I know there is a bolo out there. And knowledge is worth a lot. Yeah. A it, lot, it, lot. And so that's what I've been doing for days and days and days trying to find those items because the scarcity will eventually once it's like a hatchmole thing yep. the problem with hatchmoles was they didn't expect such demand and they completely ran out so then it's whatever price you want to put it at yep. depending on where the market lands and how people are going to pay for it so anyways okay good stuff all right so uh are we at hustles of the week already hustle of the week i feel Let's like we're just it. going 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 are we going 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 or is this going to be a joe rogan like kind of three hour I, I sure hope not because I'd like to sleep tonight, but... Uh, you still got to work tomorrow, don't you? I do have to work tomorrow. I'm yeah. sorry. So do I, but maybe I can sleep in a little. Yeah, you get to you get to work by driving around yeah, and I work buying like, stuff. I, I work like crazy. <laughs> I, I think I work more now as a reseller than when I was a, in a school administrator. And we need to have an episode on that where we talk about what it's like as living purely a reseller versus... Doing both, right? Oh, it's I, I couldn't imagine going to both. I got a lot of respect for all of you. I've been there. But if you're doing both, keep doing it. It's worth it. But I, I get it. Like it is it is exhausting. Totally get it. Okay, hustle the week. You know what? Let me start. Let's share the listener ones. Yeah, let's do it. We have three of them. So I'm gonna share one. You wanna share one after and then I'll close this up? Let's do it. All right. So these these were pretty cool. I love these. Just because you know, it's it's not the normal, like, hey, I walked into a store and found something and, you know, for five and flipped it for 20. They're, like, pretty interesting stories. Mm. Yeah, so one of them that came about was somebody had, they were, like, I think they're, yeah, that's right. Let me, let me pull up their handle name. They were driving along the side of the road, and they, they just, they came across a bunch of books. So think about that. You're driving, right? You're just going home. I don't know what, what got this individual to go, hey. Maybe I should stop and look at these. You know what I mean? Like, right. would you stop if you saw a random tote? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is, it. handle name is 
Teskenik. Okay. I hope I'm saying that right. So T E S K E N I C K. Teskenik. Does that sound okay? Sure. You're the English guy. Uh, well, yeah, but th- that's definitely not a normal English word. Okay, so. just checking. Just yeah. checking. All right, so he goes, hey, here's my hustle of the week. Driving, oh, driving into work yesterday, I noticed these two huge bins on the side of the road for garbage. Okay? I stopped, looked in them, and they were all full of books that were free. I, I wonder if it said free or he thought they were free. Because they were at the garbage. <laughs> Maybe they I were. mean, garbage is free, right? So. I guess so. I guess so. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Tessanik. So I figured I might as well pick them up because it was about to rain. What a good Samaritan. Yeah, save books. That's good for you. There Please, you save books. Books st- are good. I started looking some up when I got home. I'm not even halfway through the first tub, and I found three worth $50 each, nice. one $60, and the rest have been in the 5 to $25 range. Holy awesome. cow. I just cannot believe it, and it was all free. They would have been thrown away. And actually, he sent me a picture, and maybe we'll post this sometime. But one of them is a Calvin and Hobbes. You remember Calvin yep, and Hobbes? Yep. Complete collection. Nice. Right? So, like, the multi-volume uh-huh. one. And they go about, I think right now on Amazon, they're going about 50 to 60. And I remember at a garage sale, I paid 20 for mine. Yeah. I've right? seen him a couple times. And he got them for free. Genius. That is definitely a hustle. That's a hustle. Hey, if you're willing to, to stop and look even if that means in a tote on the side of the road or, you know, something that seems to be potentially garbage or something somebody else wouldn't see, look at. a guy at. like me doing that, I don't know if that would work. Would that work for me? I, I don't see why not. What's the worst? It's, I remember I used to be a security guard at an apartment complex, and I had these guys that came every week, and they'd get, uh, you know, bottles and cans out of the, the trash cans, and mm-hmm. I was told to, like, always kick them out, but they were polite and kind, and I never, you know, it didn't bother me. So I just made sure that they weren't being too much of a problem. And occasionally they'd pull like random stuff out of the trash cans that were like really cool things that were huh. like, oh, this is cool. Somebody's throwing this away. And like they'd fill up their car with it. And I was thinking like, man, I wish I would have found that in the trash can first, right? Like that well, was pretty dumpster cool. Dumpster diving's like the cool thing now. Really? Yeah. Like amongst the reselling community, like I see like tons of people are doing it now. I'll, I'll give you my dumpster diving story. You have a dumpster diving oh, I can't yeah. do the dumpster diving. So the only time I'll go to dumpster diving is for boxes. That's it. I can't do it anymore. Anyways, okay. And then we'll get to the hustles. Okay, so my my dad uh, was really big into, like, working out and weightlifting and all that stuff. And for those of you guys who, like, buy stuff at GNC, I don't know how you afford it. They 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 charge an arm and a leg for everything. Uh, but <clears throat> there was this store in our local area called Vitamin Liquidators, and it was a store that got the overflow and the stuff that was, like, a few days away from expiration. Okay. And so it was really, really cheap. Like, you can get, like, just ridiculous deals there. But my dad, for him, even those deals weren't always enough. So he would ask them, like, so what do you do once they expire? Because the stuff they'd get would be, like, expiring in a couple of days. And they'd say, like, well, we throw it away. And my dad, like, got back in the car and told me, like, there's no way. Like, even after this stuff expires, it's still good. And so for, like, a couple of weeks, we would, like, go on the day because everything expired, like, on the same day. Like, it was always, like, on a Saturday or whatever the date was. And we'd drive into the back parking lot and jump into the dumpster and pull out literally boxes full of sealed vitamins and, like, protein powders and creatine powders and all kinds of stuff. And then my dad kind of on the side would sell expired, like, workout stuff to his friends who, like, would go to the gym and work out. So that reselling is in the family. It's in the family, man. Like, we 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 would dumpster dive for it. And you know what? It was fun. And luckily the trash can wasn't, like, next to a restaurant where there was, like, gross stuff, and it was literally just boxes full of unopened, just 
day old huh. vitamins. You know, that reminds me of these guys and my son and I, we crack up watching because they would go to GameStops and they would go to the dumpsters and get video games that GameStop dumped. And they go and they sell it back to GameStop. Oh, jeez. For, like, store credit? <laughs> and they actually would get money for it. And then one time they called the cops on them and stuff. But oh, it's funny. It was a pretty interesting video. Like, I thought about that. Like, the irony in that. Yeah. Just crazy. All right. So thank you, Tesconnect, for looking in the trash and saving those books and making yourself some profits. All right. What do you got, Mike? Cool. I've got one here from at Middleman Hustle. Um, you actually called in. We've got something, I think, uh, to, to play from you a little bit later. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We actually got a voicemail. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, guys, call in, right? Like, it's a, it's a great opportunity. We're going to, you know, play the, the message. Let me throw the number out. Please do. 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. All data charges apply. That okay? Th- thank you for adding that. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Yeah. All right. I don't. I don't think people pay for phone calls anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just part of the. I guess so. People right. don't count minutes. All right. So. So um, please call us. Anyways, go ahead. At Middleman Hustle, um, this one is pretty awesome. He was kind of new to the reselling thing, kind of figuring it out. A week. A week. Yeah, like just just starting, and he decided for whatever reason to start with. Uh, like Craigslist arbitrage, right? So he's looking on Craigslist for items, and he sees these items on Craigslist. Uh, and I, I believe he said he didn't know anything about Dragon Ball Z, which um, I grew up watching Dragon Ball Z. What an amazing show! I know they came out with a new one that I, I mean, I, I haven't watched any of that. I just couldn't get into it. Really, it's great. See, I'm an anime fan. That's I'm I'm like yeah. a total nerd. Vol- so. Is Voltron anime? Yeah, but that's like old school. I wouldn't oh, necessarily thanks. call it anime. But Voltron was awesome. It was it was good. It was animated, but it wasn't like your, <laughs> was your typical animated. Japanese, I don't believe. Um, but so he found some Dragon Ball Z figures um, that the guy was asking for $20 for like a whole group of them. And he didn't know anything about them, but he looked them up and he saw that they were selling on eBay for more. So he met this guy at a mall, paid $20, uh, picks up. I think it was like four or five of these figures, these Dragon Ball Z figures, starts listing them and has already sold like three of them for I think a $30 profit, a $20 profit, and a $10 profit. Um, and he's got like another one to sell. So like, good job, right? Like no, Craigslist arbitrage, that's the way to do it if you can. If, you, if you've if got a, he's a, new. a niche to be in, niche, niche. Niche? Nice. I hate niche. It's niche. Niche. Snitch. Niche. 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 We can, well, let's not go rhyming. We could go GIF uh, or some dark alleys on the rhyming there. Anyways. There <laughs> so, at, middle, at Middleman Hustles is handle. Yeah, great job. Seriously, Just the fact that up. you're reselling by doing arbitrage off of Craigslist, yep. that's next level. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. All right. So, I'm going to bring back somebody that was our Hustle of the Week two weeks ago, and he has a different name. And I just needed to share this because I thought it was a great story. So, El Borracho. Okay, I like, are you okay that roll my R's? Uh, I could do that. Oh, you're good. Yeah, thank you. Wow, I don't know many. Okay, interesting. So he actually has his resale name, which is at bargaining underscore borracho. 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 Okay, so at bargaining underscore borracho. And it's funny because he kind of, you know, we I followed him and he just started his account and he throws this up and he, he goes, this could be a hustle of the week. Do you know, does anybody know what this could be worth? So I go to eBay and I research and I see a sold and it's, and this item sold for $299 plus $10 shipping. So I DM him back and I'm like, 
dude, is that your item that just sold? He goes, yeah, it was mine. Okay. Nice. <laughs> and I go, and, and this is what it was. It was. Let me, hopefully I got this right. It's an XL, I think it's 6,800 or 68,000 Mach 2 Master Chess Challenger. So it's this electronic chess game board that you can play against a computer, like vintage. Nice. And he picked it up for $5 at Savers. And he sold it for $299 plus shipping. And it's funny because he sold it. And this was late at night. It was like at midnight. And he's DMing me. He goes, Orlando, like, what do I do? Like, maybe I undervalued this because it's sold so fast. Uh-huh. And he lives in Las Vegas. And if you watch Pawn Stars, you know, sometimes uh-huh. they have that toy guy that shows up. Yeah. And, I, and he goes, I think I'm going to go to some Pawn Store. So I'm thinking he's going to go to Golden Store right. Pawn. But he didn't. But he went to, like, Rogue Toys and some of the other toy guys that showed up. And I guess when he showed up at these stores, they're like, we've never heard of this. We have no idea what it is. Wow. He goes, you might as well just take your money and run. And then he did, you know, he did the smart thing. And he set up a trial account with WorthPoint. Uh-huh. And he tried to look it up. And he there hasn't been anything for years. Wow. So he couldn't find anything there. And so he found... I, he found, like, a newer one that was sold for, like, 900 or something like that, maybe mm-hmm. more. But his was, like, missing pieces and stuff. Oh, okay. I, I think. Maybe I got it wrong. Either way, hustle of the week, $5 to $300. Congratulations. I don't know. You are the man. Would, would you have looked that up? Like a, no, you oh, yeah, for sure. I don't know if I, I would have looked have. it up, but I saw that. And I'm like, that's incredible. So definitely a hustle of the week. Yeah. All right, tell me about your hustle of the week. My hustle of the week. All right, so this is a, a an interesting, maybe not. It, it, it's probably like my least interesting one, but it's practical, I think. And I've, I mentioned this before about having connections with uh, the thrift stores around and other local sales. Um, and uh, Salvation Army near my house was having again. This is the second time they've had it. Seems like they do it once every month or once every six weeks. Uh, Two dollar any clothing item sale. Okay. And that, that's a deal. We love that deal because. A lot of times when we go there and we do this $2 sale, we don't get like incredible deals, especially because like my wife and I both work. So we don't, we're not in there like early, early, early in the morning to like pick up all of the steals. But we still find a lot of things that might go for, let's say $10 on Posh, right? Which isn't great. But yeah. if you think this is kind of what makes us a hustle, I feel like it's, Goes for ten dollars on Posh. Customer pays the 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 shipping on it. Posh okay. is like the easiest thing to ship for. Um, any any uh, USPS box, so those boxes are free. Ship the customer pays the shipping. Okay. So you're still gonna make a few dollars profit off each item you sell, even if it's cheap items like this. But here's what makes it great: on Posh, customers can bundle, right? So they're looking in your closet and they see items. So if you've got like a really expensive item in there, let's say a sweater. The sweater is an expensive sweater going for $80. And they're thinking, oh, should I buy this? Well, if they bundle, they can get up to, I think it's like a 10% discount. Okay. And so a lot of times we've had people who will throw in these cheaper items to get the bundle. So we're still making money on all of it. But a customer who might not have paid for that price because they've come at us a couple of times with offers that were really low, we'll just make the bundle. And then we end up making a sale we probably wouldn't have made otherwise. Huh. We're still selling these $2 items for, you know, once they get their bundle price, you know, $9 or whatever it is. So we're making like $3 or $4 for each of these items. But they're almost like fodder in our our store that draws people in and helps create bundles. So 
it's been it's been working for See, us. And I, and I hear that, and that, I find that encouraging for Poshmark, and I find it discouraging for eBay. Mm. Like to me, it just seems, and I know I know we're going on this train over and over again, but it just seems that Poshmark gets it right now. Uh, it's I mean, it is it's embraced what social media is today, um, and you know, social media will probably change in the next five years, but but it is what it is today, and they've got it. That's just what I mean. To me, it's like eBay. Love you, eBay. I, I maybe might have an eBay tattoo on me, okay? But is that a little extreme? Hey, you know, you do you. Okay. <laughs> but but here's the deal. Like, just put the best offer out there. Yep. The one where you send offers to customers or at least immediate payment. I mean, yep. man, I, I'm, I'm, I just, it, it, I was a little perturbed this weekend. I had probably six or seven sales and non-payments. Oof. And I'm like, this is, we're entering Q4. Like, yeah. I can't play that game. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's always annoying. What was your uh? What was well, your well, you're like moving on. You're like, don't go on this on this rant. Just posh has it. I am really, I'm really like I'm to the point where I may start just putting like all my Nike stuff on posh. Yeah, we've sold quite a few Nike things on posh. No, I see a lot of people selling Nike on posh market. Yeah. I'm like, my stuff sells on eBay and it sells for good money. Like I, I sell. I, the thing I like about eBay is like it. It's I get high buyers. Mm. But at the same time, maybe they're in posh, and I just don't know. And I also want to say I want to amend something I said a few weeks ago because uh, I I still might be right, but I, think I, I could be wrong. Probably not. Um, but <laughs> right. but something I said a couple of weeks ago was that I believed because because we're looking at different platforms, like what is the target market yeah. in that platform, and what are we selling? Uh, and I mentioned that it it's probably women, more women on posh than men, uh, and that may be true. I don't have any numbers. Uh, but we have sold probably at least half the things we sell or more are men's items. Really? So I could, I think I might be totally wrong. It's either, you know, it could be women buying things for, for a male in their life, or it could just be that I was wrong and there's men and women both on Bosch. Well, you have to share closets though, right? Yeah, like it's a whole thing. See, that's the one thing that gets me is the sharing closet thing. Because right now I probably have about 30 good quality clothing items. That are with their own posh, mm. but I can't just throw it on posh and just leave it there, right? No, you got to be active. Yeah, see, and and that's just that's just one more thing. But you know, maybe you could hire, maybe I could hire a VA to do that. You could. Um, and one thing, uh, one of the ladies that uh, my wife follows on Poshmark, eBay Princess, eBay Princess. If you're listening to us, that would be awesome. <laughs> I appreciate. My wife that. is like really into into your stuff, uh, but. Uh, one of the she's things, awesome, by the way. Yeah, I just don't princess. know if she's listening to her podcast, though. If, if you guys know her, let her know. Listen to Pure Hustle Podcast. There you go. Tag us. Yeah. Tag us on a message that you somehow sent to her. Yeah, right, that'd be great. So, um, yeah, so eBay Princess made a comment, and I, I probably have the quote a little bit wrong here, but something to the effect of um, after several years of Poshmark, of, of being active on Poshmark, it's finally to the place now where it's way outperforming eBay. That, like, now she doesn't have to put in the work. It was years of sharing and sharing and building a base and getting followers. And then after that that foundation has been laid, like, now she doesn't have to share and share and share and follow and share and all of those things. She's got enough of a base that it just works. So it's kind of like eBay. You build that pipeline of inventory. But Posh, you have to build in a pipeline of inventory and followers. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Right. So, um, and again, I think that's one of those things that's beautiful for us as as hard-working hustlers is I feel like most people are going to give up before the couple of years of hard work, right? So if you're willing to put in those couple of years of hard work, then 
then it's going to pay off for you. See, Which brings up, since I mentioned quote, I didn't give a quote of the week yet. Wait, we got so much to do still. Are you sure? So the quote of the oh, week. Okay, Here we go. I'm not going on my phone. I'm just seeing. Oh, we got another follower. Okay. This is this is what happens when I do quote of the week. He like shuts down and like okay, looks away. All right, so I'm probably going to say this one wrong. Um, when I give these quotes, they're they're never 100 percent uh, verbatim. They're just you know close. <laughs> the things might I paraphrase them. Okay. I wish if I made You're this an stuff English up. English guy, shouldn't you like have like this? I should uh, cite them correctly. Cite MLA them, formatted. Yeah, you know, give the right attribution. Yeah. And stuff. Um, no. So. This one, well, fine. If I'm going to cite it, it comes from a book, Finding Ultra. Um, what is it? Anyways, go ahead. Great book about a guy who turns his life around from being an alcoholic, um, overweight man to a person who runs uh, marathons and triathlons. And it's really wow. good. Okay. But anyway, so he pulled the quote from somebody else. Uh, but the quote was this. When you believe that you've reached the, the limit of your potential, you've only tapped into 40% of what you're capable of. Your boundary is not your body, it's your mind. And I think that's really good for me right now um, because if you're, if you're a pure hustler, you're, you're working hard all the time. And there's times where you're just, you're exhausted. You don't know if you can list anymore. You don't know if you can source anymore. You just want to take days off. You just want to just, just stop for a little bit and kind of recuperate. And I think it's encouraging when you think of, if this is true, if when you reach your breaking point, you've only tapped into 40% of what you're capable of and your mind is capable of more. You just have to believe it and go. Um, it's encouraging, right? Just keep going, keep hustling. No, I agree. I agree. Okay. Quotes, it's okay. I don't know if it's scientifically backed, but it's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on. We... What a cynical person you are. You know, I just, am I just, I, I just feel like I'm being that today. I don't know why. Anyways. All right, we'll my move on. My next quote is going to be about being uh, positive. Okay. We'll, hey, you know what? We we'll get, point why don't that we, one. I don't what, want to. Speaking of quotes, why don't we get into our one voicemail before we get Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. So here we go. Um, and again, I believe this is at Middleman Hustle. Yeah. So, ooh, ooh, something, something sold for $190. What? What'd you sell? Ooh. Okay. I don't know if I told you guys this. I, I have my phone off because unlike Orlando, I don't want like noises happening. So you would have heard the cha-ching. If you're watching on 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 YouTube, you can see I'm pointing the phone there. $190. I bought this for $20. It was a underwater Wait, sea camera. Party? No, it was oh. eBay. eBay. Um, so I bought this thing for uh, $20. $20 for an underwater uh, camera. It's like a digital camera with a casing. Um, I paid $20 for it. It didn't have a battery, so I had to pay like eight dollars to get a battery off of Amazon for it. Okay. Tested it out, just sold it for one hundred and ninety dollars. So thank you, thank you. So is All that right. your hustle of the week then? Um, no, my hustle of the week was two dollars Salvation Army sales. This will be my hustle for next week. Sorry. Just kidding. All right, here we go. I love how these podcasts go sometimes. <laughs> All right, wait, I didn't even give my hustle. Oh, did I not give my hustles? Let me give my hustle. Or should we go to the voicemail? It better be a good hustle. Let's hear it. Okay, it's not an amazing hustle. I enjoyed it, though. This is why. So for whatever reason, the fact that I've been to Walmart so much over the past week, I've developed a relationship with managers. Like, you know me by my name now, which has been pretty cool. And, you know, we talked about those limited items. Right. So what, some of those items showed up the very first day. Like, the mm. very first day they showed up, I showed up at the same time they were putting them out. Nice. And I, you know, she saw me and, and I say, Hey, how's it going? And she goes, Oh, I know who you are. Mm. I'm like, Oh no. 
She goes, no, you're here all the time. I'm like, yep, I'm here all the time. I go, do you have any more of these? She goes, sure, we have plenty of these in the back. Mm. So she, I said, are you okay if I bought everything? She goes, yeah. I go, what if you run out? She goes, you know what? I'm going to order some more to come to the store. Nice. And I'm like, hey, can I buy those? She goes, sure. <laughs> oh, man. So like, no, I'm that's like, a hustle. No, it, it wasn't. And all it took was just a smile and just say, how's your day? And blah, blah, blah. And, and then I, the, I think I gave her my business card. I can't remember. I remember thinking, I wish I had it on me. So maybe I didn't. Mm. But, you know, she knew who I was. And now I have that connection at that store. And then I went to another store, another Walmart store, and I was in conversation. And I said, hey, do you have a certain item? It was one of those hot items last year. He goes, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I go, well, what would you guys have? He goes, I only have these two right here. That's mm. all he sent us. I'm like, oh, are you going to get any more? He goes, no, but I want to let you know, like, you probably should pick these up wherever you can because they're only doing one shipment now, and they're not doing another shipment until, like, after November. Wow. So I already know... Like, I can calculate that that item's going to fluctuate in price, mm-hmm. right, mid-November, around Black Friday, and I better sell it before December. Because you know what happened with the Fingerlings was Fingerlings was... Spiked. It spiked, and then, whatever reason, the company, Wowie or whatever, just flooded. Yep. And then I'm still stuck with those Fingerlings in my totes at home. I think that's a genius marketing strategy. That's what I would do if I was a company. I'd only release like a very, very small amount, even though I have a ton of them, to create this, this idea of a demand, this this kind of false sense of scarcity, and then flood the market and people will just buy them up because they think, oh, this must be great. Maybe I can resell for a ton of money. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> great job, fingerlings. But here, here's Wonderful funny, marketing. Here's the funny thing that I am definitely, we haven't talked about this. We we're going to talk about this in another episode that, resellers sometimes they direct that market yeah like right now if it's all resellers buying this item i'm looking for like we're gonna make money not because it's the hot item in demand it's because we made we created the demand Mm. and we set the price right so i don't know but it's been good and then i went to another walmart so i have these stores and now the the managers of like the toy area are willing to work with me and they said sure you know come by let me know and, and and i'll set you up and We'll get all this inventory to you. So it's good. So I'm able to work over the limits. Right. Right. And then they then I don't have to go through the whole awkwardness of like self-checkout mm. and scanning only so many items to buy at one time and so on like that. So I see that as a hustle of the week. Oh, that's great. That's an incredible hustle. I can't wait to have a story like that. All right. Now let's go to the voicemail. Voicemail. Here we okay. go. Okay. Again, this is at middleman hustle. That's his handle on Instagram. Let's see what he has to ask us. Sure. Hey, Michael Orlando. This is Middleman from uh, Middleman Hustle on Instagram. Uh, I just saw this morning that the European Union is hitting Amazon with an antitrust probe, uh, accusing or looking into whether or not Amazon is actually collecting data from third-party sellers uh, from you know billions of transactions to see whether or not. Amazon is using that data to boost their own sales on the platform, basically using uh, the third party's transactions to make their own better. And so it's very interesting with eBay currently boosting their marketing in order to get more people to their platform. Uh, If that's going to 
affect whether or not where we should list. Should we go to Amazon or should we go to eBay? So it's just a topic for discussion that I'm thinking about. I'm currently only on eBay at the moment, but I'm, I've been thinking about going to Amazon. But with this information kind of looming out there, uh, it's kind of making me wonder, like, maybe I should just stay with eBay since uh, they're boosting up their marketing and uh, increasing their, their, their users. So uh, thanks again for all you do, and I'll talk to you next time. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So what, what, do you, what do you think? Okay, so this might be controversial because I know there's a lot of people who kind of um, have very strong feelings about privacy with information, especially on the Internet and, and okay. things like that. Uh, but I've got kind of two two theories on this. One is we give up a certain amount of privacy for convenience. Okay. That that's a, a transaction everybody makes, you know, whether consciously or not. Like we all agree to certain certain giving up certain freedoms, as it were, or privacy in order to have convenience. Yeah. And um, I think part of that I, I'm I'm okay with. And I think that I mean Amazon is an incredible platform that for both buyers and sellers and companies now, big companies are trading in information as a source of source of currency, right? Like it's not just how many sales they make, but how much data can they collect? Uh, because is Amazon just using this data just to sell like a specific item? Probably not. It goes into bigger amounts of data that's collected, which is then used to um, further marketing of different types of products from different companies. And then that information gets sold and it's usually raw data I feel like nobody cares what Joe Schmo in in blank city is doing with, you know, what they're buying, but they want like an aggregate, like total data of what people are buying and selling, uh, what demographics, is it men, is it women, what age group, so that they know how to market and target that marketing, um, which, you know, for whatever it's worth, you know, it, it, it works and it's, you know, I'm okay with that. I don't think Amazon is... If Amazon grows as a company and this helps them grow as a company, uh, rising tide raises all ships, right? Like, so if you're a seller, like maybe you lose out a little bit if they're using the data to increase what items they should have in inventory. And then so you lose out on a sale occasionally, you know, maybe you lose out on that. But if Amazon is succeeding and you're selling on Amazon, you're going to succeed with them. Huh. And I think you're like at the top level conversation on that one. I just want to bring it down. Bring it down, bit. please. So, you know, I, I'm not at the intellectual level of Mike here. Oh, come on now. But, but you know, the ultimate thing here is it's what we've always been saying. And there's three aspects to this. Uh, number one, we can't be too concerned about what's going on. I mean, we're talking about antitrust legislation, right? We're talking about Europe. We're talking about, you know, items that when it gets down to it, is it going to directly affect your sourcing and so on? And it may, right? If if Amazon gets some data and they figure out that certain items they should get more of, right? So they can sell. Because remember, your competitor in Amazon most of the time is Amazon. Right. It's not the sellers. Because as soon as Amazon sets a price, it brings everybody's price down. Mm. Right? You could have that one seller that like undercuts everybody by 30 bucks, But right away, people are going to buy that person out. And then the price goes back to where everybody has it. Right. But when Amazon does it, it changes everything. But when it gets down to it, it's this thing we keep talking about is diversifying your platforms. Right. Right. You know, eBay, here's the thing. And I know I've been on eBay's case, but if eBay gets this right, 
And I'm hoping this Q4 they do. If they get the send offer thing and this immediate payment right, I think Poshmark's going to get left behind. Oof, I think you're wrong. I, I, think I, I think I'm right, and this is why. Because people still go to eBay. eBay is still the thing. I watch shows, and people are like, where did you get that? And people are like, eBay. They don't go Poshmark. They don't go Mercari. It's, it's in our culture. It's, it's like American. Agreed. Right? And I'm so, not saying eBay's going anywhere, but, but in the same way that Facebook is still around, Instagram is, is changed a lot of what Facebook is, right? I, I get that. I get that. But I, I think this is this is different because you also eBay like you can buy anything pretty much, right? You can sell pretty much anything, right? True. There's some things that there's limitations on, and and it's you don't have to share. You don't. All you have to do is find that right item, and you list it, and you put it up. And if your price is right and you get the right buyer, it comes together. Great. eBay is awesome. I don't think it's going anywhere. Right. But so that that's my thoughts. Now. I, that's what, and, and in saying that, I think that, let's say Amazon kind of, and I've, I worry about this, you know, let's say Amazon does end up, you know, kind of really eliminating their third-party sellers, which I don't think they're going to do. I, I've seen numbers that like 70% of Amazon sales are from third-party sellers. Mm. So they're not going to eliminate the third parties. But they're making it harder for people that are just starting Amazon to get into Amazon. Oh yeah, it's almost I, I I'm having a difficult time breaking in for sure. Yeah, and and, I've been trying hard. And that, that and I feel really terrible for you. Like I cuz the only reason I can sell what I can sell on Amazon it's not because I did anything better or I hustled harder. It's just right place right time. I was at, you know, 7 8 years ago when I was selling textbooks, I never knew that those would count towards my metrics. Right. So with all that being said is Stay focused on your day-to-day. Like, just keep doing the research. Sell on both platforms. Try to get on gated on Amazon by selling as much as you can and, and having those good metrics. And then keep building that eBay. And in time, if things do fall apart for Amazon, you have eBay. Or if eBay goes away because Poshmark takes over and people no longer go to eBay, you still have Amazon. There's also Mercari. There's also, you know, there's all these other places. I heard a new one today. Go. I've never heard of Go. Have you heard of Go? Nope, but I'm ready to jump on it. Okay. <laughs> Dude, there's stock X. There, there's so many. You can't jump on all of them. But well, maybe, maybe you could can. try. Maybe you could try. But again, stay focused on the day-to-day because we can get caught up. Today I saw a YouTube video about how this NAFTA agreement and also the importation fees that are being put on, on products coming from China mm-hmm. is going to affect sellers. Like, if you're doing private label, it's going to affect you, but only so much. Right. Ultimately, is if you have an item that others can't get a hold of, that you can price, that people are willing to pay, economics 101, scarcity, law and demand, all play, not law and demand, supply and demand, all play a part, and the business will still be there. That's why I believe even if we have an economic crash, there will still be a place for resellers. Do you feel confident about that? Uh. Yeah, because crash always, there's always crashes. Um, it's an ebb and flow. So I think during that downturn, there's probably going to be a huge hit to resellers, but there's always going to be where the, the market's coming back up, another expansion. So it, it's a long tail game, right? It's just like investing in the stock market. If you're if you're investing uh, and then as soon as the prices start to drop, you you jump out. Uh, that's 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 wrong, right? Like you should be. That's when you should be buying. Is when the prices are dropping, um, because you know that over the course of 
10 years, 20 years, 30 years, the, the market moves up. And I think it's going to be the same with if you're constantly scaling, you might take a hit one year. Um, and, and if it's your livelihood, it, it, it's probably going to be hard, right? Mm-hmm. But but if you're still working and buying things and moving in the right direction and everybody else jumps off the train, then as the market starts to come back up and you're the one still working, you're going to benefit and you're going to reap the, the reward for that. Yeah. All right. So hopefully that answer your question, middleman hustle. Uh, I know we could have gotten in all direction that, but we just day to day stick one day at a time. All right. Put that hustle in. All right. Hey. Bolo, no, we already did bolos. No, we didn't do bolos. We haven't done bolos yet. Okay, I'll share mine really quick. All right. So, hey, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to us on YouTube, please do. We're trying to build that. If you see our videos and you watch them, like them, you know, subscribe to us, comment. I don't know. For some reason, we got a couple videos that people thumbed down us. Oh. I don't know. That's like, so sad. We must have just said something that people just didn't like. No, I get it. Like, you're not going to like everything we have to say, but. I just was like, what does it take somebody to put? I'm a thumb down these people. Yeah, well, maybe maybe they don't like bearded men. That could like, be or bald yeah. guys, or or maybe they're like, I tried eBay and I didn't do well, and so I hate these guys because they do well on eBay. <laughs> Whatever. It could have been something. haters gonna hate. There you Taylor go. Taylor Swift. Thank, thank quote you. of the week. No. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyways, <laughs> hey, Swift. please subscribe to us and also share our podcast if you haven't had a chance. Please share our podcast. Review our podcast if it's a good review. Yeah. If it's a bad review, keep it to yourself. Or email us and we'll talk to you about it. There you go. We just we want to share this information. I, I I mean, we're growing on Instagram. We're growing on YouTube. Our podcast listens are going up every week. We just want to expand even more because, again, we're here to help other people level up. And I hope you've seen that. Like, I had a lot of people comment, like, well, you guys keep giving, giving, giving. And that's what we want to do. Right. We want to give and we want to give more. So anyways, just throwing that out there. Okay, Bolo. So I kind of shared this a few weeks ago, but now that Q4 is here, I want to make sure that you all, you all are understanding that, you know, this whole idea of supply and demand plays a huge part when you're looking at items that only certain stores share, right? So a lot of you know about the Target exclusives. You know about the Walmart exclusives. We talked about how certain items only Costco sells. Like, And actually, this last week I went to Costco. And they had a bunch of items. I'm like, these are gonna be good money makers. I can't tell you what they are right now, but I oh, thought I gotta thought get to Costco quick. Start looking around. Scan everything. Yeah, I know. And, and but there the, the sad thing was there was no listings for most of the stuff I scanned. Mm. But all it takes is one person willing to put in the work, and then everybody jumps on. But I want to let you know, like, look for now. Don't only look for like store exclusives. Look for items that only certain stores sell. Like right now, I think of a certain game that you can't find at Walmart, you can't find at Target, like, but you can find them at certain discount stores. Mm. And I know that's that game sells for, you know, three times of what I put into it. So I, I want to make sure we're looking into that. So that's my bolo. Good stuff. I like it. What do you got? My bolo. Uh, again. I'm I'm not an expert. This is my first season doing this, uh, winter season. So every every kind of I feel like things change, uh, but I've been picking up uh, some snowboard boots and skiing boots, and okay. they're starting to sell to sell. And I've noticed that more of them are ending up in thrift stores right now. So I don't know if yeah. that's thrift stores have kind of been holding them until it's getting towards winter season. But they're coming out at, at relatively inexpensive prices uh, because I think people, you know. It's not the season 100% yet for people to be out snowboarding and skiing and things like that, but we're getting there. 
and people are starting to recognize that and I'm selling them. And so if you see snowboard boots and ski boots, um, look it up. Might be a good model. Might be worth something. Yeah, definitely do the research because those run the gamut. Oh, yeah. I've, I found some that it's like the thrift store is charging $15 and they're selling for $8, mm-hmm. right? They're just worthless. Um, but, you know, there's some where the thrift store is still selling it for $15 and they're like $200 boots. So nice. There you so go. you picked up some of those at Salvation Army, I saw. Oh, yeah. Good for you. I sure did. I picked up one pair, though. Uh, and I didn't do enough, like, looking at it. And I got it home, and I realized, like, the sole was coming off. And huh. so I just threw that oh, one away. That's the worst. Yeah. At least it didn't get to a buyer, and the sole was coming off. Yeah, that that no. happened. It's the worst. Yeah, I always do a, a much more thorough inspection when I'm taking pictures. Uh, I should take that time in the store, though. Okay. No, I get it. I get it. All right. Hey, so what are we looking forward to? I'll share mine real quick. I want to send shipments to FBA every single weekday. Must be nice. That's my goal. What is your first shipment? Um, so what I'm looking forward to is... <laughs> exactly. All right, yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. But that that's my hope. My hope is that the first few hours of the morning, I'm sourcing. The last three hours before I pick up my boys from school, I'm packing them all up, and then I'm just dropping off at the UPS store mm. every single weekday. That's my goal. Good stuff. Huh, what am I looking forward to? Um, so... I remember he's, he's, he's aiming low. I'm 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 not aiming low. He wants to make sure low. he makes it. I'm 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 picking something that there's no way I could do in a week or two. So this is like a little bit more long term. Okay. But I remember how excited I was to reach a hundred items in my store. Oh yeah, and um, you're there. Yeah, there now. Um, and on Poshmark, you got the stuff. Oh yeah, so like we're, we're well over that. Um, but it, there was this battle for a while where every time I'd get close to 100, things would sell. And it was like a good problem, but it was like, I want to get over 100. My new number is 500. I want 500. Nice. And it's going to take a lot of work to get there because um, as much as I source, if we're getting a sell every week for averaging 10 to 15 sells in a week, um, that means I've got to be sourcing quite a bit more than that in order to be increasing my store. So. I agree. And I've been there. And But once you get to that 500, it's a game changer. Mm. I mean, that's when I started having the daily sales. And that's when the items that the bigger items would sell more consistently because I right. built that pipeline that's totally worth it to you. So, All right. Hey, we got to wrap this up because I think our battery's about to die. Oh, yeah. Are we pretty close? We're pretty close. You sure it's not dead? It's not dead yet. All right. Hey, if you haven't followed us yet, we are Pure Hustle Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We are Pure Hustle Cast on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Pure Hustle Podcast on YouTube. Yeah, Make yeah. Make sure to subscribe, like, and comment. I was looking for the other yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not getting that. All right. And I think we've hit, hey, make sure to send us a voicemail if you want, 619-738-1170. You can email us, purehustlepodcast at gmail.com. I think we covered everything, right? I sure hope so. All right, so it's Q4. Make sure to be real. Be relevant. And be reselling. Peace. Peace.